Are we live? Are we rolling? We are live. We are live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hello and welcome, everyone. Good evening, Mike. Hello. This is the Tangent Podcast. Tangents with Colleen and Mike. What's up, Mike? How are you? How are you doing, Colleen? <sighs> Almost good. How was that? Was that professional? Fresh out of the <laughs> oven. How do you yell? I like yelling. You do? Is it a, like a bad manner thing? Just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Imported directly from the United States of America, produced in the backwaters of northwestern Romania, with a heavy background of digital media marketing, now a scrum master, loves video games, microblogging, and owns a Tesla Model 3. Proud parent of two dogs and a cat, everyone welcome Norbert. What is <laughs> it's way past the fourth of July. What's but up? And you know, in an American soul it's always fourth of July. Every single day. Every it's single day. day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's up? Yes. Well, you know, I really appreciate the introduction. Uh, I do appreciate the way you said all that, but then you said Scrum Master, and I was like, well, that didn't sound well. Well. It's not just the title, buddy. It's more than that. <laughs> is it? It is. <laughs> Passionated it is. Scrum Master. It is. It's totally. a very good job. It's, it's, do you love you know, your job? I do, yes. Yes. I love my team. I currently have 22 people. So Holy um, shit. Yeah. That's a big team. One team? 22 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's not a lot to manage? It is a lot to manage. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, but it's a fun way. I mean, there are, there are, you know, there are multiple teams. There are multiple scrum teams. So you get to play with them. So, okay, so they it's have not a... It's, okay, that was the question. They're not on one project, 22 yeah. people. That sounds like a lot of people yeah. on one project. There's a total of 22 people there, but there are actually two scrum teams. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's like each a, for their own. It's not like a football match. Eleven almost, people per team. Almost kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about football, but there you go. So, what brings you over the seas, back to your home country? Ah, good question. Family, family. The you know, just it's been it's been quite what a year of COVID, and um, I yeah. was not able to. I was not allowed to come home. So, when was the last um, time you were here? It was actually July. No, August two thousand. 19, yeah. Okay, two, two years so ago. pre-pandemic. Two years ago, pre-pandemic, It wasn't like yeah. five years ago or something? No, I'm trying to be here every year at least once. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. thanks for pinging me. <clears throat> I, I wish I when I said, <laughs> if we are not doing this today, we're going to do it in four years when you... <laughs> it's the next time you're going to come back. <laughs> I yeah. overshot it a bit. A Just wee bit. A little bit. That was a very sad misconception, but it's <gasps> How dare we? <laughs> well, we still blame that I had no idea he was here. Who but I'm just saying. yourself? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, guys, <laughs> I have an open door policy. I'm available on numerous applications, and um, you know, whenever you, whenever you need something from me, or just you know, just shout out, and I'm there for you as you a scrum master and as your <laughs> potential future oh leader. You know, in any ways possible. All right, calm down, Kim Jong Un. Um, wow, <laughs> future potential leader. <laughs> you never know. So, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about the country? How do you feel about Romania, given that you live overseas in the freest country of them all? What's it well, like when you come back here? Um, so I, I think when I left, I think when I left Romania, I left it in a very, in a very good relationship. Okay. So for me coming back, it's always a pleasure. Um, and even now, after, after two years, especially um, in my hometown, uh, Arad, I think that it's been some progress. 
and it's a beautiful city, actually. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a lot of fun so far. The beer is great, better than anything that I ever had in uh, in, in the United States of America. Really? Oh, was it that bad? Um, well, it's not really bad beer. It's not bad beer, don't get me wrong. But, you know, how many IPAs can you really try? And Ask this <laughs> hunk of a man. I mean, Do you like IPAs? Did you look at my coasters? They're all IPA. Oh, cool. So I'm a huge fan of IPAs, too. Yes. Uh, I, love, I, love a good Finally. Ha- I love a good hazy IPA. Mm. I discovered a um, milkshake IPA. I've had that in London. Yeah. I've had that at Brewdog. Thicker. Thicker. That doesn't okay. better. sound as, yeah. as beer anymore. It's good. Uh, is you it know, though? it's good. It definitely tastes like it should be a meal. I think, yeah, I it's think very it feels thick yeah. and frothy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's very good. It is. It's very good. I recommend it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to drinking beer with a spoon. <laughs> well, it's not it's that thick. Just a thick, thick straw. It's not that thick. <laughs> just a thick yeah. straw. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Yeah, I re- did you have any Romanian um, IPAs? I did. So I did try. Their, what, what are those brands that have like um, uh, Romanian uh, historical leaders? And uh, I know the ones. Uh, I, don't know the name. I think it's I think it's like a microbrewery from Bucharest or something like that. And yes. also the design. My gosh, the designs are so cool. Uh, I think Colleen's Coaster is my favorite IPA. The blue one. Crowd yep, Control by Hop Hooligans. Hop Hooligans are the guys. Yeah, yes. there you go. That's the Their one. designs are so cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I also love these guys. The shirt I'm wearing. I'm wearing a shirt from uh, Hophead. Uh-huh. They're from Cluj. Uh-huh. And uh, I got cool. this. I got this shirt. Uh, they were in Timisoara at an event, and uh, I challenged them if I can drink uh, out of like try out each of their IPAs that they had with them. Right. I'd get a shirt, and I did, and I got the shirt, and I also Very got cool. extremely drunk because they have like really like ten percent IPAs or some shit. Yeah, IPAs can go very crazy in terms of alcohol. Yeah. But it's so good for the bones. And my God, your skin and all. It's such a great drink, y'all. Really? Oh, absolutely. I'm not inventing this at all. I don't believe you. Yeah, just look it up. IPA? IPA, How how does it help the bones? Oh, I have no idea. How is the skincare? Did you just take the foam and rub it against your nose? I mean, I can show you after a couple. (laughs) Um, I think this is this is more of a like you know bathe like me a, in IPA, daddy. It's like a mm. like a local <laughs> secret that I've personally discovered, and like like a potential a potential book might be uh, you know in progress <laughs> on it. I be, you know like sixty nine waves of IPA. You're trying to be the next Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with IPA, Norbert Scoop. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Norbert Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Please don't, but also please do. Yes, please yeah, do. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Wow. Nine ways of achieving an orgasm with IPA. <laughs> Including the bottle. Hey, that was yes. the second episode of Goop, right? No. Yes. Um, second episode, I think. When I they remember. they uh explored uh the female orgasm. That was that was a weird thing, man. It was. The entire series was pretty They had Wim Hof. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, that's how I actually discovered the, the his method. You went to Wim Hof? I didn't go. I just no, but like, are you app, into like the, any did millennial? You try it? I did. Yes. Kalin is the one who introduced me to Wim Hof. <sighs> I, I how think long I and had... how extreme did you went with it? Because there's <laughs> levels of this shit. I mean, I, I I would say to a very light level. I, d- so I did occasionally the breathing, did the breathing exercises? techniques. Just the breathing techniques. Okay. What about the cold showers? No. Oh, man, come no. on. Come on. No. 
I'm a, I'm a believer of technology, and I think we invented so many devices to heat our water, and I okay. believe in the heated hot water, I'll, I'll steamy get you. I'll mirrors, get you. and all that good stuff. So you stuff. just like to get high on your own breath. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I mean, I only shower once a day, so I really want my showers to be extra. I, I can respect that, but also, yeah. it, it's a weird... It's a weird com- uh, putting this together because you're looking at a guy who just is his whole idea is basically how technology and society uh, made us weaker as human beings. Like and like I the love body that and everything. guy. I honestly love that guy. And that's the whole point where he's uh, saying do the cold showers to get into an uncomfortable state and learning to yes. control the body's uh, inflammatory response or whatever. And you just said, oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like being comfortable. I mean, as a millennial... A 30-something-year-old, I think I have reached the place in my life, and I'm like, it's fine. I had enough discomfort. <laughs> yeah. Whatever I'm, it yeah. is, this is how I end. It's fine. <laughs> Just give me that beer. Give me that hot shower. Just, you know, let let the body do what it needs to. And we can leave, you know, the future generations figure it out. Oh, don't. Not. They're going to fuck us over, man. Fucking Zoomers. Sorry, I just watched both Burnham's Inside on Netflix and mm. Zoomers, man. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I Have haven't. Heard of it? I haven't. I recommend I'm... you watch it. Oh, okay, it's really good. What is this again? Is this like? Is this like a? It's a comedy special. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm not uh-huh. into comedy specials. Gotcha. Uh, I don't hate them with a passion. I just avoid them. I'm like, whatever. Unless Mr. Colleen over here is like, you need to watch this and then he'll send it or we'll watch it together. And it's like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll trust him for his sake, not for the comedy special's sake. So I think that's how we end up watching Daniel Sloss because of you. That's how you ended up ah, watching Daniel This Sloss. is when you enter in a black hole of Netflix and then you reach into yeah. all sorts of interesting stuff. Yeah. And in terms of hatred and nuances, are you like hate with passion or just disregard? Is this like your two levels? Like uh, For negativity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. Yeah, I think so. I didn't think about that. Didn't prepare my answers. Ladies but yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I'm I trying like to think that. of shit I that I hate with nice passion. Of, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I'd hate you with passion or just like, don't care. <laughs> you yeah. just don't exist to me. Yeah. yeah. But there are a few people right now in my life that I'm just like, you don't, you don't exist. Hmm. You're a ghost. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> at a at, at a certain point, I would rather be hated with passion than being uh, just put aside. You know, like... It's like ghosting, I, right? Yeah, I think ghosting is it. way worse than actively hating someone. I don't know. I think hating is much more impactful directly towards you. But you kind of, like, know what to do in that case, right? I mean, you kind of, like, you know that you're being hated, but you're not forgotten. So you're, like, you know that you exist. (laughs) It's like marketing, right? There's no such thing as bad marketing. Exactly. It's marketing. But then the other way around, being ghosted, and then you kind of, like, make the person's life worth, like, null, like, zero. I think my fear with ghosting is is if it happens with no explanation. Like, if you're telling me, like, this is what you did, this is why I hate you, and I never want to speak to you again, then it's like, well, all right. But if, if it just happens suddenly, right. it's like, what did I do? Like mid-conversation? Well, not mid-conversation. It's just like, I don't know, you piss someone off and then gotcha. they don't never reply back. Yep, that happened. That you happened, know, I can tell you, it, sh- it sucks. I mean, I've done, I've done it. I've done it definitely it. <laughs> That's why I hate it. Okay, so then for you, it's just It bit karma. me back in the ass later and it's like, well, I don't... 
you know, I'm a ghoster myself, but I'm one of those more like vanilla ghosters. Like (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm like pretending that all is good and, you know, ensuring that the other side is comfortable. And then I just disappear just like slightly, like just little by little till the person actually forgets. And then five years later, like I haven't talked to this person anymore. And by that time, bam, you're banned. You're (laughs) blocked. It's over. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. No feelings. Seems like a lot of effort. Unless it's too late. Yeah, it does seem like a lot of effort. But yeah, but then at least you're not the cause of suicide. Well, that's oddly specific. No, but yeah, no, no, I I understand it. And it's really well calculated. I like it. Would you like to uh, use this podcast as the medium and platform to come out? about the murders of all your ex-girlfriends that killed themselves because you ghosted them. That is a very... That could end up in a very deep conversation. I don't... No, nothing well, like that happened. This we're only 12 a, minutes in, so... This was all a joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Um. I think... I think by by this time, United States would already, or already know everything about me, so... How long have you been living in the States? Now it's going to be five years. Only? Mm-hmm. Huh. Seems longer than really? that. I don't know why. No, Because I just five. assumed that when I went to, to England, uh, you kind of also left as well. But I'm guessing it was after no, you that. Actually, you actually moved back, and I was still here. Really? In 2016? Yeah, yeah I moved in uh, late 2016. Right, because we did meet. We did meet. We did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Okay. Yeah. I'm out of I'm out of questions. I don't know what yeah, I'm, I'm, ta- of questions. I'm taking a back. Men's just returned back from the States after five years. He has Anything. this he has this stare of of confidence. When he answers something, it's like, oh, now I know the answer. And then yeah. I'm like, I kinda it just erases my mind of like, huh. That's that's why they're paying me. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a good quality to have as a scrum yeah, master. Yeah. Oh gosh, the way you're saying it, it's like them, this like animal. Like, like tell me more. Like, Whip me more with oh, your words. Yeah. That's the scrum master. <laughs> Nobody knows why why this guy is paid, but he's here. I think well, the well, reason now you see now you see you see the customer facing <laughs> stare and yeah voice. yeah. So I, I think the reason why I said it like that is just because. Because we, we talked about it before going on on air, I guess, before recording. Because um, we're all software developers here. Well, I mean, the three of us are software developers. And, like, I always thought, because I knew you from way back, and you were so into, like, organizing events and marketing and, Still like, am. posting and shit like that. Like, I know, but, like, I always thought that you'd end up doing something like that, not being a corporate drone at a fucking a scrum master from big you corporation. Know, I had... You know, I had such an interesting uh, belief in what corporate is before actually moving to United States. I had this, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, uh, yeah. They're going to brainwash you. Uh, it's uh, uh, slavery and so on and so forth. Yeah. And um, I actually ended up there. And, and it was it was really an eye-opener to me in the idea of, you know, you're moving across the pond. You don't have a community like I had here. You don't have any friends. You you have only one connection with the the, the person that actually helped you moving to United States. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, you need more people, right? You 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 were used to being with a lot of people, changing opinions, and so on and so forth. So uh, you're getting a phone call from your mom. 
Aw, that's so sweet. And you can't pick hey, up because we're on air. Yes, we can. <laughs> hey, mom, so, I want a podcast. <laughs> um, the corporate, yeah, the corporate world was such a great thing, you know, with uh, so many, so many employees and so many departments and so many services and products to work with. And hmm. it was also, it, it was a big company. And How many was, corporations do you work for so far? Just one, just this one. I'm actually a baby. Mm-hmm. In a, I'm a corporate baby. Corporate baby. That sounds so cute. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's the that's the moment when I realized, you know, the truth about corporate. The truth about is corporate. The one, is when I worked in a in a second one, and I realized, like, oh, these, you know, they seem so much different. Right. And then a couple of years in, it's like, yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all kind of the same. They all promise ev- the same things. They're all... Trying to introduce all the cool stuff that all the other kids are doing, and we're doing it as well, but we're doing it better because we're so and so different. It's like, are you though? You know, right. It just feels like trying to sell something that's so out of touch with that's, reality. That's what corporations do. They yeah. sell. They do. Why? Why would you expect them to do something different? <laughs> maybe, maybe well, the reason the reason I am so interested in uh, in this one is because this is a very old corporation mm-hmm. and it's it's a huge one and now they're in this transformation because they're still they're still working on a very like early nineteens or early nineteen something uh, year you know with the old um, motherships and all and the, all the radio technologies and stuff like that it's very well, difficult for companies like this that. For instance, this logistics company, right? It's the reason we have all these things in stores. And, you know, we have, uh, I don't know, cars, jeans, whatever you can think of. It's because of this company, because they're transporting from China to here and from other companies, right? But all these huge motherships are on very old technology. And you can't just upgrade yourself as an entity, as a company, without actually upgrading your product. Right. So... The, the interesting part now is that this company try, is trying to transform not just to be like kind of like the next, I don't know, Apple in technology in terms of na- uh, naval transportation, but also they try to shift their office to an agile way. So working from years and years of waterfall. Okay. So I like this part and maybe because I come from a marketing perspective that all this is basically shifting people's mind to something newer, something modern and optimizing things. So you're way. there to sell ideas for the people. Right. Because it's an Making interesting them comfortable to accept the reality. Exactly. And that's, that's a difficult right. problem because yeah. where I work, we're also doing the same kind of a thing. We help other companies and corporations move their system, move their solution to more innovative and up-to-date solutions and right. systems and whatever. And there's always a latchback from the employees of a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A very clear example I had is, ironically, from my mom. My mom works at a hospital back in Arad. And she is head of HR or something related. And at some point, they had a new system. Some Romanian company just came in, and they will, will change everything that is human resources, software that you have, payrolls, vacation days, everything. And they had maybe, I don't know, a month or two of trials, right? And everybody needs to test it, see how it works, how it applies to everything, what works, what doesn't work. Nobody tried it. Nobody wanted to try it. Nobody was curious to try it. Even though they would knew in two months' time they would have to work only with this thing. Nobody was curious of trying it. Right. So I think it's, it's a very hard thing to it's hard push, yeah, push people into, into new because yeah. nobody really likes but you. It's, it's really, it's not, and I think that's the thing that I love the most. It's really not about pushing people. It's it's about finding the way to 
reach to them and meet in the middle and make it feel as it's their choice and it's their decision. This is, I think, where Romania lacks uh, the most is leadership. There is no leadership. There's management. There's boss. (laughs) There's no leader. In in the United States, and this is purely my opinion, uh, based on my own discoveries, there's truly a leadership. I have a leader that I believe in. I have a mentor who I fully am fully... Um, like I feel like I be- I belong to this person. Like I can tell them anything I, I I I want without feeling that I'm being judged. And their mission is for me to grow further, not to continue to be for ed- forever under their arm or like, no, you're my best employee and I'll keep you the way you are for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. you make me look good. They, they, it's not you know you don't have that feeling. So I, I like, like that part of the corporation. I think this ties in really well with uh, what we spoke with Karina and with Neo Geo about like the American mindset of like, I'm the best, I can do whatever, I'm a little American. And I guess if you put someone like that, that's also sort of mindful, if you put someone like that in a position of leadership, then you get that basically. Whereas we don't have that, we have the guilt, the like Eastern European guilt mindset of guilt of being alive. So like, it's hard to find leadership in that. Yeah, we do have that. And also even in circumstances where they say all the nice things they need to hear that they were going to push and uh, lead you to evolve. I felt like the only direction it pushed me, it did push me to evolve, but it pushed me to evolve more of a lone wolf kind of a thing. Mm. So try to make myself as independent as possible. <laughs> yeah. From it, right? That's, that's true as opposed to just having a journey together. Because I never really felt it that way. It was just, you, you do good, you work good, you just keep on working, and we'll support you into doing that. But not in actually surpassing mm-hmm. everything, right? And that's in the good cases. In the other cases, you have whatever you said, and everything's still uh, whipping employees into their work. Well, you and I had that. I, f- I feel that we sort of had that when we worked together, but n- it wasn't pushed by any specific sort of person or leadership figure it was more of a thing of like we were a bunch of youngsters ish who wanted to do a good job and prove to each other that we're better than the other or like like we're good or whatever so we kind of pulled it we we pushed each other upward or whatever the fuck the syntag you want to use is teamwork yeah team play but it wasn't a healthy one <laughs> oh not particularly t- teamwork, although that was part of it. The, uh, what Mike's trying to say, we have maybe, what were we, like six to eight peers, yeah, we roughly the same age, and all of us were very passionate, and we, it was our youth years when we could actually work a lot. And yeah, it was a, a sort of a one-upsmanship kind of thing. Exactly, and mm-hmm. it still had the enthusiasm of working, and the cynicism hadn't really hit yet. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Right, and they were just pushing Young each other. Young and dumb and full of cum. Indeed, indeed, and that was, I would say... We were doing the corporation's job for them, yeah. In the sense that we're pushing ourselves as much as we can to do work again for them. Yeah, but we didn't. That's that's the whole corporate veil thing because we thought we we're doing it for us. Because like I want to prove that I'm good. I want to prove that to my peers that I'm better. But you're just working more for the company who still pays you right. the same. Ultimately, you're delivering what? Yeah. But I, w- I would argue that mm. you still work, do it for yourself, right? Because you have to yeah. learn through work and they give you the opportunity to work with. Exactly. Their problem is they don't give you a the next step of going upwards on the scale. Because if you're trying to uh, climb the corporate ladder, there's always so much you can get up to. you're trying to say that their incentives are shit. 
Not necessarily incentives. Or invisible. Or invisible. If they're invisible, then you need to get out. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's honestly something that I felt that it's something that it's happening in in Romania in terms of like mm. nepotism. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> sweetie, he, you come here and you do your basic stuff, but remember that your boss is my grandkid. And no uh, matter how good you are, he will still remain in this position till he dies. <laughs> I really? kind of this is, is that an that experience you had? It's it's that's something that I heard, and mm-hmm. that that's something that I feel like it's happening at least in in uh, in, in in my hometown. So, but I can't mm. I can't tell you if it's happening now. I don't have any current situations. Whether how it's how, you know how how's the org chart and yeah. drop a name or uh, company. In a rod. The but only that's pl- something that I feel. That the only place I've heard that was the universities here, where teachers like they don't want to push you too much to be better because you might be able, you might steal their job. That's the experience I've had here at at the university for that one semester, and then it it was completely eclipsed by my experience in 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 London, where people are like, "Yeah, go do be better than me. Go and do it." Right. Like they're not scared to lose their jobs. They encourage diversity in the marketplace i can honestly say that i had a similar experience like yours in london back in Arad in in, in our local university mm. i I'm, i think and it's again purely my opinion i think that having so many students uh going and getting out of it and everybody got, has this idea that oh you know all i need is a diploma then to tour in order to survive or yeah. whatever that you're really not motivating the the professor anymore. So if if you're thinking that their work is just a matter of a piece of paper, then they will return the same value to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this because I was very interested in in, in, in in my college degree. And I actually asked my professors and they opened up to me and they gave me extra work and they gave me resources. And I actually ended up after that studying in Portugal uh, because of that. I mean, there was obviously a program available for everyone, but nobody really cared. Yeah. So there wasn't really enough students pushed into, uh, you know, the European Union because they had a lot of contracts with other um, universities. So you could go there and study for free. Um, so I think it really depends on you and how much you want from the buck you're paying. Did you love your time in Erasmus? I did, yes. I, th- I still believe it's one of my best uh, my best life experiences. How, how different was university compared to back here? <sighs> if, I could distri- if I could describe that in a, into a song, it would be great. I mean, come on. I mean, Portugal, there's a guitar right behind well, you. Just yeah, pick it up. I do not have the talent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I, I, to me, it was a song. The so I, I've been then I've been there half a half a year, and the entire thing was pure like pleasure, melody, uh, sweet. Um, the professors were great. The, the 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 lessons were like current. You know, they were working on the most recent technology, and oh, you did a uh, programming, right? Yes, right, yes. And I, I did uh, I did a lot of business cases over there as well because we don't have the option over here to actually okay we're doing we're doing we're we're you know we're doing development over here but for what company and how does that you know translate to the company so we had a yeah. lot of business uh, development over there as well which I loved and uh, we had practice and 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 teachers the teachers had a very different approach over over um, prof- the being a professor they were like. 
so the the salaries were so low that they were like yeah we're just gonna donate it back into the college and all of us we have just we have businesses ourselves and we do this just as a matter of a social thing like we do it out of pleasure we do it out of passion and then if we find a good one a good student then there's a pool of students for us to pool and to further grow within our companies mm-hmm. so i found that that way way of teaching there and i just you're teaching just a student where you might be teaching your potential next employee um that sounds like a way healthier mindset yeah yeah i mean to me it, every single day i could i could i really felt like i'm going to bed and i'm ready for the next day because we had all these projects and these paperworks and these exercises to do uh and the next day i couldn't wait to just you know pour more knowledge into my mind show me more what else i can do so it, it was amazing why did you come back why did i come back, back? i had a different mindset i really I, I really didn't want to leave romania and i didn't really want to re- leave Arad because i wanted to leave something there i wanted to become something there i really love the city i love the city i love the people and i really thought and i still think in many ways that there's a lot of opportunity there there's a lot of hidden gems um and uh, that makes one of us <laughs> you know uh if if, <laughs> if i would have With if i would opinion. have the resources if i would have uh more that i had before i, I would probably made different decisions but considering the 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 limits of of what a, a romanian salary can be and what i want from life in terms of of i don't know lifestyle and so on and so forth It wasn't an opportunity. It wasn't a, a case for me anymore. So at some point, you had to sort of put into balance what you want from your life versus what you want to achieve generally. Right. And you right. you put yourself first, and yes. I think that's I think that's healthy. Yes. But how did that serve you? So what went good? What went bad with moving to the states? What went good? What went bad? Well, the good went that you know everything everything that I wanted happened right in terms of work profession. Um, Uh, I don't know, a bank account and a savings account. And I feel like I can actually... A know, 401k. A 401k. <laughs> I don't... I can actually think now of things that, hmm, I might retire in Italy and I might retire at 45 if I want to. And, uh, the, Ooh, you know, lean you can, fire. You can, you know, romanticize with all these interesting and different kind of uh, thoughts because now you have the resources. And also you have actual people who believe in you and you have, you know, you have mentors. Did you ever have a mentor in Romania? I mean, I did have a mentor in Romania, but... It's a different kind. You know, actually a person that... No, you don't generally have a mentor in Romania. That's not right? really a thing. Yeah. So there are so, there are so many, um, so many interesting things that happened to me in the United States that are way, way far than everything I imagined. Now, the bad thing is that I'm also alone. So uh, when, you know, you don't have your parents, you don't have your best friends, uh, you don't have your favorite, uh, you know, coffee shop and all these great things that I took for granted, you know, so many years, just the walk, you know, by the river or, or just running in, in, in the city center. So uh, this, is, this is an interesting point because you, sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah. It's just, I, it's, it's an interesting point because you, the diversity there is, is better, bigger, whatever. Yes, but it's here. not yours. You it's know, when amazing, I, when I, when I came back here, yeah. 
and it took like a year and I saw another black person uh, another I saw a black person I was like oh thank god diversity right like, I'm tired of seeing no all the fucking white Romania. people that Romanian white people out of all you know it's like yeah, I miss diversity. You, you, you have better rivers to run by, probably. That, no, that abs- you're absolutely a, right. A million times better coffee shops than you're you could abs- over here. Definitely. So how do you balance that? Like, it's uh, you know, I think I think in my head, I imagine, okay, I gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna grow roots in the United States, and then somehow everything else is just gonna transfer everything, including my streets and my buildings and all that you don't have the European culture. You don't have the oh. European culture. You don't have the architecture. You don't have the music. You don't... The music. The, the, not, not the music that... We're not talking about Electro Manele here or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was shocked by that thing by the way, when I learned about them. I, I, I bet you that that's the thing you miss the most. It's, it's, Definitely. it's n- not the, the music of the street, what I mean. You know, the the The, 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 the hustle. And, and the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind. The, the trams and stuff like that. Uh, I honestly feel like United States is very artificial. And I feel like if, you, if you're in one city and you've kind of seen everything. You know how mu- how much did you travel in the U.S.? Uh, so I've been all I've been all the way from uh, I don't know North Carolina and uh, New York to Texas. Uh, I haven't seen Los Angeles yet or um, uh, what's the the oh San Francisco so all that. But honestly, if you've seen New York, it's the same hustle and bustle, right? It's just the nuance of ooh mm. technology, ooh uh, stars, superstars of. Um, um, Hollywood, Hollywood stars on on the yeah. street. So uh, it's just about that. Now, if you go back to Europe and y- you say, "Ooh, Spain, ooh, Portugal, Italy, um, Denmark, stuff like that," you have really, really different. You're playing with different colors over there already. I guess that's that's something that I personally enjoy, life wise. Uh, I like that that uh, encompassing feeling when you're in a city. Like, if you're in the, you know, if, if, if I'm in, in the middle of uh, the city center in Arad, I, I feel like I'm feeling the city. You know, I feel like the city is telling me a story. Really? Yeah. I hate Arad. Well. With a passion. Hey, but you're biased. Just think about it. What he's saying kind of makes sense. Like, when you're in the city center of Arad, you're in Arad, and you know. Yeah, I, I know what he means. But it, but it also sounds like he doesn't. He didn't travel enough because it does. It doesn't satisfy that. What you said doesn't satisfy it's, me. It's it's it's. It I'm can't be the same. It, I'm saying this based on the 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 life that I tailored myself and the okay. the, the the things that I I want. I traveled a lot in Europe, mm-hmm. and I and I know what I want in terms of traveling. Okay, I want to feel enough. lost in the city, like when you go to to Wrocław in. Poland, right? You feeling mesmerized by it. There's there's something happening. All those colorful buildings and the people and all that, and even a rod when you're mm. walking. The, the the culture immediately it tells you. You know when you're on the street and you're walking and you see all these people looking down and not smiling. You're already thinking, ooh, communism. Ooh, something is is this limiting these people's okay. uh, so uh, development and uh, ooh. Um, they're, they're having pain or something like that. You know what? That makes sense. Because like going in any town in Europe, anywhere, um, you know, first of all, a billion countries, right? Or whatever, right. many, a lot of countries in Europe. Yeah. And they're wildly different from, from any other. 
Yeah. Whereas in the U.S., I guess you're still in the U.S. And exactly. People are still going to talk exactly. English, and, and it's I, probably going to be more or less the they're same. They're still going to have differences, but I've once been told like, the differences when you go from north to south or whatever, the biggest difference you're going to see is from buildings going more to houses and the car become become bigger. Uh, but not like south you go yeah exactly but <laughs> not really consistent change i mean very drastic changes like compare i don't know spain with berlin or yeah but like yeah. the u.s berlin, has like, i don't know like the fucking i've heard shit about like boulder colorado being like very very sort of liberal new liberal university then you have like i don't know the the mount rushmore and the niagara falls and you go to fucking you drive through the desert okay here me how, like, how still m- different how many times have you been to the a big Places that you need to see in London. In London? In London. Are we talking uh, about like the London Eye? Never. Like exactly. London Eye, the big band. Uh, exactly. Exactly. The exact, exact same thing it's with the, the small the, shit. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, but there's so many small shit to discover. And I'm, America's a big place. I'm sure there are a lot of small so shit to discover there. So look at this. Then this feels so bad that I just figured this out right now. But we're all <laughs> gamers here, right? We all play yeah. video games, right? Yeah. So think about the United States as this base game, right? You have this the base game, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? It's 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 that. It's the base. You and then you, you say, okay, but I'm going to San Francisco. So that's basically a DLC, right? You have <laughs> the base, it's there, but then you have a little bit of extra something. And that's that's to me United States as a European. That is like, okay, I'm in this additional state over here, this DLC. But it really, I've already seen it's 75% the same of it. It's like just seeing something extra, which is really, to me, it's like a coffee. Like, oh, okay, this was a nice taste. I can go back home. So after, mm. after these five years, I can say that, okay, no, I really can't say that I've seen everything in the United States. And it's not a boring country. Don't get me wrong. It's, the United States is amazing. It's ever-changing. And, and everything you've seen, everything you see in the movies and you learn, you know, on the news, it's, don't get me wrong. It's an ambitious country and it's heading towards a good area in terms of development and innovation and all that in terms of technology it's amazing but when it comes to a european in terms of culture people and Mm -hmm. and, and architecture there's only so much glass you can see right (laughs) there's only so much sky skyscrapers you can count that makes Um, sense yes you have um you know apple pay everywhere and 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 uh amazing service in terms of food and coffee and beer and and everything you can imagine there's no there's no um there's no coffee shop but there's no place that thrives in years if it's if it's a shit service so you know that no matter where you go it's great but that's a thing that you can easily get used to and that's a thing that can easily just pour into some like the big pool of greatness that ends up gray eventually so that's kind of what I'm trying to... So given all that, yeah, you're still living there. Absolutely. I will live there for the rest of my life. At least till pension, at least. Why? Why? Because I love money. Why? Because I love... <laughs> I love their... You this know. truly has turned into the Joe Rogan podcast. Go and on. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, yes, I'm missing. I'm missing the culture. But hell, I don't want to be poor. Yeah, fair I want to I want to ensure that, you know, if I have if I have a disease or something like that, I'm going to be taken care of because I have health insurance and pay like a million billion dollars for like the smallest the interventions. Com- the company pays for it. So you have health insurance, right? All right. Okay, so fair. as long as you have a job and you're you get at what you're doing, you're OK. And I want to have the the 
I don't know. I want to have a Tesla car and not worry about tomorrow. I want to have um, a mansion eventually. And mm-hmm. I want to have a collection of French bulldogs because that's who I am and why not. I want to live the life that United States pour into my television for the past 30 years. <laughs> if I want to, could I do that in Romania? That's such an American way of thinking. But It's like Ron Swanson in, in Parks and Rec. Could we do Red. this here? No. Exactly. No, no. If if you don't have a job here, people will let you die on the street and not bat right. an eye. Right. Tell me. <laughs> show so that's me, all the people living in tents in San Francisco. Show me a Romanian that Good managed point. to have a business without, you know, and legally speaking, everything, 100% legally speaking, and was able to live a perfect life with everything they wanted. Show me that Romanian. I know a few. I mean, off a few. I'm sure there if are you, there. If you I work know, in IT extreme. in Romania, that's you, that's pretty much anyone then. Right. IT is extremely well paid here. And you can live an, an easy... Str- See, that's... I think... Did we talk about the podcast or just in, in private? Because I talk about this a lot, about how, right. how I hate it here. Uh-huh. Because it's unstimulating. Right. Living here is fucking easy. It's so, Working yes. in IT here, getting the salaries that we get and all that, we can buy anything and buy a house easily, like, you know, mortgage and all that. But, like, it's it's not... You're not worried about, like, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to eat for, like, three months or something. It's, 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 str- it's easy. It's stress-free, but it's fucking boring. Hmm. In th- it's it boring in th- in terms I of I don't know how to define it. That's like the what? thing because I'm I'm waiting I'll for Colleen. I'm challenging. I'm I'm waiting for Colleen to step in at any point because he's always mm-hmm. the devil's advocate when I go in these rants, right? So I'm waiting for him to to, to stop me at any point. You're but, unchallenged. That's where you're looking for. First yeah. Of all. First of all, in our work, nothing that we do is bleeding edge, right? In okay. tech, nothing that right. we do is bleeding. I I lived in London. I worked there. That shit's fucking bleeding edge. When when I went to meetups in 2015 and 2016 on fintech, people were like, ugh, another one of these. And only in 2018 did fintech be like, ooh, fintech's a new thing in Romania. And I was like, really? I've heard about this like five years ago. Right. This, this is already like pff, done back yeah. over there. And it's like this new shiny thing over here. And, and just shit like that. Like there's no, it's obviously I'm used to London, right? Where everything's happening all the time. Right. And here, nothing really is happening all that much or all that interesting. Or if it does, it's usually like corporate back that makes it all boring and superficial. Or it's, I don't know. But something is keeping you here. Do you want to go into that? Sure. Well, I moved here because of family and now I lost half of them. So I only have one more to take care of before I move the fuck out of here. Right. Are you planning on moving eventually? I don't know. I want to travel for a while first. Right. To sort of make up my mind on why I want to do what I want to do, whatever that is. Gotcha. Right? Because I ideally, I'd move back to London, but since I've been gone, they fucked up the country. And now I'm like, I don't really want it. Like, I miss, the, I miss how it used to be. Right. I don't miss it for itself. I just miss how it used to be. Um, and I don't want to move to a non-English speaking country because I don't really want to learn another language. Right. That's just uncomfortable. I probably would if I go visiting. That, that's why I want to go travel. Yeah. Because I go visiting, like, oh, my God, I will fucking learn Spanish. I, I love Barcelona or whatever. Yeah. I want to go to Japan. Yeah. I definitely want to go to yeah. Japan. Um, Yeah. Night City. No. No. Cyberpunk. That we hate that. No. I don't know what that means. We're being we're being told how, how longer this episode lasts. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Norbert here is on a tight schedule, so we only... We are not gonna gonna have the usual two free hour episodes here with this beautiful we'll do man. Our best. 
with what we got. Yeah. So we work with, with what we've got, and that that should be good enough. But what else do you guys want to talk about? Everything. Well, on the topic of traveling and whatever, because I always wondered this, and this is one of my problems that I never left, is the people. The people. The people. Like, yeah. generally speaking, I'm not a... a as a person, I don't attend to adhere to the communities of any sorts because I've always been a, I've done it by myself, I'll do it by myself, it's fine. But people and having friends and people you care about as one of the things that I that kept me here, basically right. being my roots. And I was always afraid that going out, moving somewhere by myself it will always, always be lonely. Or maybe you can have some friends, but like generally what I've saw from other people that have done this, they're just superficial connection and relationships. And usually you go with somebody, maybe like you two, three people at once, and you then just have this group of yeah. tight friends because you depend on each other. That definitely is a good idea to 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 travel with, you know, or to, you know, to transplant yourself, but also with a group of people. But I mean... You'll eventually have friends. You'll eventually build. It, that shouldn't be an impediment to seek uh, shelter in other parts of the world. But I also think that maybe we, I mean, I highly believe that we were never made for a set country. I mean, we we are the owners of this world, period, this planet. If I can <laughs> say owners, if I yeah. can really say owners, we are kind of messing up the world anyway. The current users. But uh, I actually never felt that... I belong to a country. And I think that's why I'm frustrated. Are that you a I, globalist? I highly believe that, yeah. From a from a very, you know, since I was little, I always thought that I believe to the, I, I belong to the world. And maybe that's the frustration that I have today is that I'm really trying to build something in one area to have everything. But that's not the case because hmm. that's not something that you should have because you already have the entire... And I think I should be friends with Elon Musk because he's obviously wants to go to Mars. And I think that's the next thing that we need to do. Yeah. The world is no longer enough. I think that's the ultimate, uh, the ultimate feeling that I have that I'm just done with plant the planet. Earth. <laughs> I had it enough. It's, it's time for the next one. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I kind I don't of know. agree with you in the sense of like in recent times, I discovered that focusing on myself is more important than like the wherever I am. It's more like I could be anywhere. Right. As long as I'm doing what I love and I'm happy and I'm sort of working on myself, it doesn't matter where you are. And regarding the globalization thing, like every time I try to think about that, the only sort of uh, opposite oppositional voice I get in my head is like, oh, you know, you destroy small cultures. But then I'm like, yeah, but we could have newer better cultural things together as a race right i i don't think i mean i think diversity is a good thing and i think eventually it everything blends in and and a lot of good stuff i mean that is the course of the world right for the last at least the, 20 years and what's good stays i think i mean i in terms of if if we would protect every single culture and don't you know don't take it this you know very like serious thing but if you end up protecting right the italian culture the spanish culture the portuguese culture, brazilian you name it whatever uh, japanese um then we will end up having wars eventually we will end up not 
either trusting each other. You can't or, please everyone at the exactly, same time. Exactly, exactly. So I do think that the eventual ways of living will be blending in, as we should always blend in whenever we go somewhere, right? But the risk of that is what you mentioned earlier, turning into gray. I know. But don't you think that, w- th- that things, the good things, will still prevail? I like That's you. what I'm hoping for. They I, would, I, I'm thinking the thing with the United States is that it's the earliest country continent Let's just call it the continent <laughs> the because it is what it is. The youngest continent out there, and it all grew up almost at the same time, well, and in the same way, and almost quasi at the same rate. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Europe, everybody grew up on its own, and that's why you have different countries, different architectures, different languages, different cultures, and whatsoever. It's kind of hard to just put down to that to the ground and just erase all culture, especially since everybody loves something from. A specific culture yeah. like italian food will, will never die that's what i'm saying yeah. is yeah. football italian what is football? no no italian football will never die no italian food oh you said oh, food. I said food. Football. food oh Sorry, I see, me too i was, I was like, like football is football italian it wasn't spanish or something i shit have no idea i don't know about football no italian food oh yeah yeah, yeah but it's not about i mean <sighs> italian food uh, that's, that's uh, never i get what die. you mean but like right now the beauty of the world is going i don't know being in university and bumping into someone from like africa or south africa or some shit and being like oh wow and you talk about like oh wow you do that thing in that way there or like you eat this food that's interesting i've never heard of that yeah. if we're all the same it's like just where's the excitement yeah but it probably will never be just the same but have I you get, ever been to a fusion restaurant when they fuse multiple cultures together and they oh. make all these crazy dishes i have that's but also true. I, how many of the like native people of wherever the dish is from are really offended by it oh that i don't know like take an italian to an italian fusion with something else be like you don't cut the pasta in half how dare you oh yeah or whatever yeah yeah i see where you're going i see where you're going but also there are some dishes out there like oh my god this is amazing and potentially it could be one of those interesting future twists like we are fusing the german Insert very long word. Currywurst. <laughs> yes, with <laughs> something Vietnamese or something like that. Yeah, and but see, again, now you're yeah, just making think that we're like a bunch of fucking, uh, what do you call them? Hipsters. Yeah, like a bu- it wasn't because it, we hipster, are. It wasn't the word I was looking for, but like we're a bunch of fucking stuck-up rich white people. We're like, oh, I really want to try that. Whereas, like. Of at least a quarter of the world is dying of hunger, and we're like, no, we want everyone to unionize and globalize and fusion. It's like they don't, accent. they don't want that. <laughs> they just want to have food and shelter. They don't give a shit about our just fucking fusion food. Because fu- <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. Obviously, I'm just like yeah, trying yeah. to sort of see that's both. see that's that's the shitty part of humanity. You end up you end up in this chair right now. Having a podcast yeah. in a in a in a world where you think, well, my world is great. I'm doing all this. I'm traveling. I'm doing business class. This is amazing. And then you have all these people, dude. The last suffering. last episode, I I said that I, I I sort of miss the lockdown because it felt like the human like we finally are doing something together as a humanity completely disconsidering like everyone who got unemployed and died and people dying yeah all that shit right it's just the dream of the fucking rich white kid yeah yeah it's it's you know i've I've been in the same box i said numerous times during many meetings that actually guys this is actually so great you know and then and it really just 
ended up just me just waking up randomly one day. It's like, wait a second. What I'm saying is really bad. You don't know who's people whose relatives died or they sat at you know like a hospital bed or how, how they couldn't yeah. even and all that crazy stuff but it's but, but it's see, so stupid all of that how can you teach us how can somebody te- how can we learn if we are not because you know we are not in the middle of a uh yeah and you know an, an actual happening you, you know you, you haven't experienced war like what's happening right now in, in Afghanistan. You haven't, I haven't ex- as a human being, I haven't experienced so much more. I'm living in this small little bubble and then you can only talk about this bubble. And then you later on realize that, wait a second, I'm being so um, like political incorrect and, <laughs> I'm, and I'm hurting so many people through the things that I'm saying. But then you end up at the point when you're like, okay, free speech, your own opinions. You are, are you, how do you weigh these? And what do you actually say? How do you process all these things and ensure that the end, the end message actually kind of covers everyone? Mm. You, you'd rather just sit and shut up because no matter what you yeah, say, I think how you, you should say do it. that. I think you should do that. Exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something similar to what you said, but in a, in sort of a different approach yeah. of like, you can't blame us. You can't blame me for saying something stupid because that's the limit of what I know. Right. I'm going to say you can you can you can call me out. You can have a conversation with me about why that's wrong uh, and you can teach me to not say it again or say it in a better way or whatever. But you can't like, you know, we had remember when we had Kianka, we had a friend of ours from Nigeria right. uh, and he talked about like he doesn't hate racists. He sits down and has a conversation with them. Right. Right. Because he's like, it's not that man's or woman's fault that he become a racist. It's, it's a, you know, it's a multitude of his environment and the news and everything. So I, he sort of wants to be that black guy that will sit with you and talk about like, this is why I'm black. You can touch my skin. This is what it feels like. This is all these things. And it's like, now, you know, now maybe you won't be a racist anymore because you probably never had contact with a person like me. Right. He said, you know, paraphrasing obviously what he said, but that's like, you can't fucking blame me for being a white, I don't know, upper, upper middle class, whatever the fuck yeah. I am. You can't even say all, ignorant because you're that's not really how I ignorant grew up. Like That's how I grew up. That's all yeah. I know. Like, teach yeah. me. You yeah, know? Well, the problem is you, you need communications in order to do this. Yeah. And the problem, that's why we have I'm not podcast. sure, maybe you can tell, <laughs> you can tell <laughs> us how bad this is, but judging by the media, I see like can- cancel culture in, in, in the States is like, Boy, I understand why you're so afraid of not including everybody when you say something. Although you, you guys are fucking hardcore with that shit. Yeah, because you shouldn't. Too One far. person cannot just count for everybody. That's why you have multiple voices talking about a thing. I have mixed opinions about that. Uh, in many ways, I believe in cancel culture because those people messed up a lot of people throughout their years. And yeah, but we all deserve it. Um, I don't know. I feel I feel so many things. I, you know, I think in order to bring a balance, you have to shift a little bit towards the other side of the room. You'll see you're heading towards, you know, an, I, I think an even bigger evil or something like that, if you can say, in order to rebalance yourself. Um, I do believe that women deserve more, for instance, if we're going there. I do believe that women deserve trust. I do believe that women should not be raped in any way, any situation, no matter what. I do believe in women having uh, equal pay, uh, being leaders. And I do believe that women should do whatever the the hell they want, whenever they want, however they want. And this, this is everywhere in the world. 
Um, and we need to get there. And in order to get there, maybe men, white men, will suffer because uh, because you normally some people will, you know, fight. And, you know, things will show up, you know, on what's what's on the ocean shore, whatnot, things, and those people will have to suffer. And then maybe because of them suffering, the rest of us will learn a lesson. And when I say the rest of us, I'm including English, myself as well as a white male. Um, I'm sure that in many ways, without you know being an ignorant, I hurt someone in some way, and yeah, I deserve to be canceled in some is, way. Is is the fucking is defacing statues and looting shops the best way to go about that? Oh, now we're because okay, that's so my problem. Now the the racism part of the United States, that, right? Yeah, like you're. They, I saw a video and I actually had no idea what the fuck is going on until I realized that it's a bunch of 20-year-old guys. This is the Black Lives Matter movement? Tearing down some statue of a, like the founder the of America or whatever. Flag? No, the no, 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 not the Confederate. It was a statue soldiers. of some dude. It was a statue of a guy like Magellan or Columbus or some shit. I think, I think he was some sort of soldier, like a... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it, regardless, yeah. it's like... I don't know. People are going, I think they're going way too far with this. I think my personal opinion is that it's just a case of education. So, so I think. But looting and rioting is not that. So I think that I, I, I so I think that I found uh, a little, a thing that I found that it's not really something that it should happen. Like in my opinion is eliminating things out of our history. That's like like okay. rewriting things, eliminating That's, words. I don't agree with and that. So or or movies. There are some very good movies out there and books, uh, classic books that have I don't know the N word for instance. Yeah. I don't. It's a I don't think of its time. Yeah, I don't, and I also I don't think that's and I, that's whitewashing, right? So I don't think the black community requested that ever. But there are some yeah. people who just want to remove everything in literature and movies. And I think that if that is a problem, then the black community should raise their hands and say. But the, my question is, how is going? How are we, then you know, future generations are gonna learn? Of our mistakes, exactly. We don't have if them. we, re- yeah, that's like 1984 um, rewriting history. And exactly, shit. it's horrible. Exactly, isn't isn't this worse? Just you know, brushing everything. Yeah. we're basically putting everything under the rug. That's what we're point. doing. It's basic. We are doing. That's what is happening, and it's basically just satisfied. Like I want to do something so that I can feel good right now, even yeah. if it's a bad thing on the long term. Yeah, I honestly feel that this is retaliation. I, I feel like. I, I to me when, whenever I read this or heard about it to me it just triggered like parents or or teachers oh this is what you want fine and then you know delete <laughs> just yeah. eliminate and I think this is not teaching us anything this no. is this is just like sure I'll I'll model the reality based on what you want but that yeah. doesn't mean that I'm giving you uh, what you really want the only parallel I can draw with this is. Um, there's this interesting uh, article on Medium 
talking about medicine and how we look back 200 years ago and we're like, wow, they used to like drill holes in their head and release the demons. That's fucked up. And now we're like cutting people open to do like, obviously for us, like super precise operations and shit. Right. But like in a 200 years, they're going to like shoot you with a bunch of lasers and kill you, cure you for everything. And they're going to look back at us being like, oh, wow, they used to cut people open. Right. And it's right. the same thing. Like we look back like, oh, they used the N word. Yeah, it's a fucking product of its time. That's how people thought. Yeah. Don't if you if hypothetically, if it weren't a problem and you think it, pro it, it would be a problem, then don't fucking do it. Right. Obviously, it is a problem, the N-word and all that, right? Yeah. So just look back. It's like, oh, okay, they used to do it then. And look around you, and we don't do it now. Obviously, there are places where they do it. But exactly. generally, you know, we don't enslave people like that. We don't. So there's some good. Like, there's some good now compared to then. And it's getting better. Yeah. But I don't think doing the shit that's happening now is going to make it get better quicker or at all. It, it feels like it's making things worse. Yeah, it I feels mean. like violence. Come on. It feels like you're fighting some shit that some guy wrote 200 years ago with violence. That is a product of not intelligence, man. That's my opinion, obviously. Yeah, I might um, be fucking wrong. And, but. I, and I'm also thinking how much of this is also like a, a like a political stunt as well, because they are turning the frog gay. <laughs> Alex Jones once succinctly said, right. How how real are all of these things that we see on TV? How many of them? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to go into you know like voo voo conspiracy theories. But yeah. yeah, but uh, just 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 looking looking at what my grandma is is, is watching, for instance, the, um, uh, there's this this you know, political wishy washy thing that you know it looks like all the grandparents are watching. They are, and they're like always on the alert and always using like exclusivity and, and very, very strong words. Us versus them and yes. all that. Yeah. Yes. All and the immigrants they, and all that. This is what they, they, they pour into themselves and their beliefs and so on. And I highly believe that on a very, like an, on a global scale, it happens everywhere. And it's so easy to film something and just change the, 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 the you know, the idea the perspective. a little bit, the perspective. Yeah. And then, you know, the masses will believe it. We are being brainwashed by media. Yeah. So I, I firmly would... believe that. <laughs> Biggest conclusion of the year. Yeah. Congrats. I would personally recommend everyone before opening your mouth to, to, to just be 100% sure that what you're telling your neighbor or your, your friend or whatnot, that you, you have your shit together. I, I recommend think, people reading a fucking book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just simply admit when you don't know. Yes. That's that would a, be lovely. People have a hard time doing that. Yeah. Just mm. throw your ego in the trash. You don't need it. Yeah, nah, take a lot of psychedelics and fuck your ego. If it would only be that easy. <laughs> well, you can start with the book. Yeah. What's that book? Something Manson? No. no. Charles Manson? I don't know. Marilyn Manson? No. Marilyn Another Manson? Monroe? I would read that book if you I mean, could write a book about that. Something. <laughs> yeah. Um, You have shit to do. We are one hour in. Does this feel like a safe place to, to, to pause this? And we'll pick it up next year when you come back. Sounds good. Or over the internet, we can. That's always an option. More than happy to. If you're happy with what you heard, then I'm more than happy to join. Dude, I'm just glad you're here. Aww. I'm, I'm happy we can make this possible for us and for all of our free to six active daily listeners. Gotcha. <laughs> that we have. 
Gotcha. I hope I didn't say anything that, um, I don't know, negatively impacted anyone. That wasn't my uh, I purpose. I almost wish it did. <laughs> we never get any feedback on saying something ah. that would uh, accuse somebody or just yeah. uh, offend somebody. Not on my account. <laughs> this is a very <laughs> friendly, nice, we, and chill episode. We put our gotcha. hopes into you. <laughs> Disappointed man. us, man. Okay, yeah. tradition. Yes. Um, so the episode's over. Gotcha. Well, I, not yet, but you get 20 seconds. At the end of the episode, have you ever seen a uh, hot ones on YouTube? The show where, where they eat hot wings with increasingly spicier yes. sauces. Yeah, so, so they do the exact same thing. Yeah, we're, we're ripping them off. At the end, uh, once it's all done, like yeah. it is now, you get 20 seconds to plug in whatever you want, anything you're doing, anything you recommend. If you have stuff out there like a podcast or a book or you're writing or you're reading or anything or, or if you fa- want to recommend Facebook a Facebook microblog. <laughs> yeah, anything. Anything you want to plug in. Uh, you get 20 seconds, go. I mean, I, oh my gosh, you can <laughs> I, just find me on Instagram. That's where I live. Handle. It's, that's Norbert's. That's Norbert? That's Norbert. Yeah, I don't even know. That's so Norbert. I'm, I'm there, yeah. <laughs> and that's well, what else I could recommend you. Just, just read anything, man. Just read and enjoy life. And whatever you are, just enjoy the, you know, the story of your city and the people. And, and just know that one day... Might not be there anymore. And then you end up in another per- part of the world that might not be very compatible with you. And just remember, that was your decision. <laughs> That's <laughs> all on you. Awesome. Um, Norbert. Yes. Norbert. Yes. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. For being here. This was great. This was nice to have you on. Uh, thank you, Colleen. Thank you, myself. Thank you, Thank Mike. you, Jesus Christ. Oh, I didn't know that's it's that's that kind of a podcast. <laughs> I would have logged that a long time ago. <laughs> no, man, it's not. It's not. Thank you, the church. Uh, yeah, thank you, the Pope, and all the young children who've devoted their lives and died in virginities. Um, in yes, in virginities. Since when we became a family-friendly <laughs> podcast? We've not. Fuck everything. We're all gonna die at some yeah. point. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>